with deep experience revival level introduce to you God's word with simplicity and power which is able to save and give you eternal inheritance through God's servant Patigo Colobrin God bless you as you listen let your counsel come that gives understanding that makes people wise as your counsel come O Lord let every foolishness in my life be destroyed O Lord Give me understanding, O Lord, that makes wise. Give me understanding that makes wise. I want to be wise, Lord. Not my way, not the way of the world, but the way of God. Lord, I pray for understanding. I pray for understanding. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' most precious name we have prayed. Can somebody say better amen? The Lord will help you this month. Isaiah chapter 11, verses 1 to 5. Isaiah 11, 1 to 5. And there shall come forth a rod out of the stem of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his roots. Verse 2. And the spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. Please count it one. And the spirit of wisdom, two. And the spirit of understanding, three. And the spirit of counsel and might. The spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. Verse 3, and shall make him of quick understanding in the fear of the Lord, and he shall not judge after the sight of his eyes, neither reprove after the hearing of his ears. Verse 4, but with righteousness shall he judge the poor, and reprove with equity for the meek of the earth, and he shall smite the earth with the rod of his mouth, and with the breath of his lips shall he slay the wicked. Verse 5, and righteousness shall be the girdle of his loins, and faithfulness the girdle of his loins. I will say in a moment. Now, I talk about the three spirits of Christ. This, we have seven spirits of Christ. Then we just pick three and discuss about it. That made Jesus, Jesus. Hallelujah. Go back to one again. And the spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. Now we'll talk about the spirit of wisdom and understanding and the spirit of counsel. The spirit of wisdom, understanding the spirit of counsel, you can also add the spirit of knowledge. That's four of the spirits. Are we saying amen? Four of the spirits. Are we saying amen? The spirit of what? Wisdom. The spirit of understanding. The spirit of counsel. And the spirit of knowledge. We are adding the two. Not as if you can separate it, but I want to break it. Hallelujah. These are the seven spirits in Christ. They were walking in him. That's what made Jesus, Jesus. Are we saying amen? And every child of God who have received the Holy Ghost, this seven spirit is dwelling inside you. It's left for you to know that there are forces you are carrying about. When you understand the forces you are carrying about, you begin to enjoy the life of Christ. Now, we are looking at this spirit of counsel. For me, that is where it begins from. The spirit of knowledge, 
When the cancer come, knowledge, then you get understanding, then you get wisdom. You get understanding and you get wisdom. And when you get wisdom, everybody that looks at you will say, yes, this one is Jesus' son or Jesus' daughter. I will say in amen. Now I start by saying we need counsel to understand and wisdom is a direct product of the proper understanding of the counsel of God. Any wisdom is a direct product of the proper counsel of who? Of God. Once counsel comes, the next thing God expects from you is to have understanding. Once the understanding comes, God expected the person to be wise. There is no other way God can make his people wise except calling them to sit down and hear his counsel. When they give attention to his counsel, understanding will come. When understanding comes, automatically they become wise. And not as if the wisdom has not been there, but it needs to be stirred up by the counsel of the Lord. The spirit of wisdom in you is there, dormant, until the day you settle for the counsel of the Lord completely for your life. Any day you see a man who settles for the counsel of the Lord completely for his life, it won't take much time. You begin to see his understanding. His understanding. The next thing you begin to see, he's becoming wise. He's becoming wise. He's becoming wise. It will show in his decisions in life. It will show in so many things he's doing in life, result will begin to come because result is automatic in the life of any man who is walking with Christ. You have not received the Holy Ghost for talking tongues alone. Actually, talking tongues is to tell you that you have a power in you that you can neglect. Talking tongues is telling you, don't be afraid. No, the Holy Ghost is resident on your inside. But when he came to you, he came with seven spirits. Compact. Compact. There are spirit of wisdom there, the spirit of the Lord, the spirit of understanding, the spirit of might, the spirit of counsel, the spirit of knowledge. He said, it shall make him of quick understanding in the fear of the Lord. It shall make him of quick understanding in the fear of the Lord. I will say in amen. Then who is a fool or a foolish man? The man who doesn't take the counsel of the Lord to heart. He shall not enjoy the help or the mercy of the Lord. The man who does not take the counsel of the Lord to heart. Does not enjoy the help which of course is mercy that come from the Lord. Anybody that takes the counsel of God to heart, be ready. God will help you for sure. There's no way you will not enjoy the help of God. You will enjoy the help of God wherever you turn. In the morning, the help of God is there. In the night, the help of God is there. Even when the enemies gather, the help of God is there. Why? You are taking to heart the counsel of the Lord that gives understanding and makes you wise. And makes you wise. Are we saying amen? You cannot do business with the spirit of God and fail. You cannot be in academics with the spirit of God and fail. You can't be walking anywhere with the spirit of God and fail. So it's important that we understand this. 
When we understand it, it makes a world of difference. Are we saying amen? I began to discover that one thing that is gradually leaving the church, not minding we gather, is that even when we finish hearing the counsel of the Lord, we don't want to apply it in our lives. We might hear God's counsel, but to do it is a problem. To do it is a problem. That's why Jesus began to teach his disciples in Matthew chapter 7, verse 24 down to 27. He began to say to them, anyone that hear the sayings of mine and do with them, I liken him to a wise man who built his house upon a rock. When the rain came, the house is standing strong. The wind blew, the house is standing strong. He said, but that man that heard the sayings of mine and do with it not, it's likened to a man who built his house on the sand. When the wind comes, shh, the house will collapse like a house of cards. I would like to see it from Message Bible. That's the way Message put it that I love so much. And I want to say to us, it's important. As we have come, can we progress in doing what God is saying to us than just stop in using God's word only in Bible study? Only in Bible study. Many people use God's word in Bible study, but very few apply it to their life. If the children of God are applying God's word to their lives, forget about it. Everybody that sees them will know there is a difference between this man and this man. You can't carry the Holy Ghost, the word will be leading you. It's an abomination. You can't carry the Holy Ghost, the word will be leading you. It is not true. God creates a world for every child of God where the Holy Ghost should lead anybody that comes in there. In any field you found yourself, I have tested it, I have proved it, I am still proving it more and more. I have never been in any group in the world where they don't notice there is a spirit in this man that needs him to be in front. He can't be behind. So we suffer ourselves and struggle with the people of the world because we don't understand, we don't understand a child of God is afraid, shaking like limbs. Nothing speaks to him to calm the storm. We are not saying to be afraid is a problem. But when fear comes, there is something that speaks. The Holy Ghost speaks to you. The Holy Ghost speaks to you and says, peace be still. I am here with you. He will give you counsel. What will he do? He will speak the word of God to you. That is the counsel. It is written, fear not. I will not leave you nor forsake you. So why are you afraid? Fear not. I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. Now, what you do with that counsel is what makes you wise. Your understanding of the counsel of the Lord makes you wise. You become brave. In the midst of storms, in the midst of trouble, those things that torment people cannot torment you anymore. When the face of others are moody, your own face is shining. When they are saying there's a casting down, you keep saying there's a lifting up. When they say there's no way out, you tell them, I can see there's a way out. You will know the result of everything before it happens. You will know the result. This is the result. You can't have the Holy Ghost in you and be gazing ever alive. 
The worst thing that can happen to a believer is for the believer not to know what the future holds for him. When a believer don't know what the future holds for him, something is wrong with that believer. Go and tell the believer, the counsel of the Lord is far from him. He don't have understanding of what the counsel of the Lord is saying. Because of that, he has not become wise. He has chosen to join the foolish. I will say amen. Now let's study one foolish man in the Bible. We saw one foolish man in the Bible. Then we look at Jesus Christ. The name of the foolish man is the man they call Saul. One foolish king in the Bible. So that to a king does not make you to be wise. You can be a king and be the most foolish person on earth. You can be anything and be foolish. So far as the counsel of the Lord is not being upheld in your life. If you joke with the counsel of the Lord, you can't be wise. You can't be wise. The one that walks with the wise shall be what? Shall be wise. Who is the wise? Jesus is the wise. <laughs> you can't walk with Christ and not be wise. If you walk with Jesus, you'll be wise. His counsel makes wise when you have understanding of what he's saying. The counsel of the Lord makes wise. Listen, any child of God that the world beat, that child of God is a shame and a disgrace to the kingdom of God. I was studying the case of Esther. I was studying the case of Mordecai. I was studying the case of the Jews. I was studying the case of Vashti and Ahasuerus, King Ahasuerus. I say, what a wisdom that if the daughters of Zion can sit down and stop axe level and low level and settle down for the counsel of the Lord, Esther did not go for axe level. Esther went for something deep and serious that made her to be in charge. Vashiti lost the throne. She lost the throne because she was proud. She lost it completely. What other wisdom do you need to succeed in life? The world does not have such wisdom. They don't have it. Whatever they offer you cannot last. It can't last. It can't last. Forget about it. No matter the makeup, it cannot uphold the marriage for 30 years. It can't uphold any marriage. I can bet you it can't uphold. Such beauty fades, it will fade. Watch it will fade. But there is this they call unfading beauty. This beauty does not fade forever. It's a charm. The Bible calls it a charm. A charm. If you use it to catch a man, it will not move anywhere forever. Forever and ever. You can get it by the counsel of the Lord. No matter how strong the man is, the counsel of the Lord will teach you that. We saw it in the life of Esther. I was watching this lady. You know, it's a drama. <laughs> I was watching the thing as you studied scripture. You'd be watching it, watching it, how she was playing the whole thing out. When Vashti failed, how did she fail? The king only gave instruction. The king said, see, this is my counsel. Come and display your beauty before my friends. And she said, go and tell that king I'm not coming. Simple. And the chamberlain appeared and said, oh king, your queen says she's not coming. He said, which queen? Go and tell her what I said. They went back and told her, I said, go and tell that your king I'm not coming. And that was it. The interpretation says that the whole cabinet 
they stood together and said, O king, this is not only about you. It's not only about your kingdom. It's about the whole nation. If other women see what this woman did, they will all follow her. We will not like this woman to corrupt other women. And because of that, let this woman do or disappear from this place. Let the king look for another virgin. Abba. <laughs> do you know that has been the way many of our ladies lost their position? When the mother of the young man and the brothers and the rest of them will see, is it the kind of woman you married? Let's put this nonsense away and give you another person. Let this push this rubbish person away. You will not be there when they hold the meeting. The Bible recorded even when Ahasuerus remembered Vashti again and said, oh, Vashi, Vashi, Vashi. They say it's over. There's nothing you can do. The word of the king is the word of the king. You have spoken. You can't go back to it. And God positioned his daughter, Esther, that has been trained well by Mordecai. When she entered, look at what she did. Even when Mordecai tore his clothes and said, hey, he said, Mordecai, this one is not a matter of power. It's not a matter of that I'm the queen. I'm the queen is true, but you know there is a law here. There is a council here. If the king don't leave this captor, I can't walk in. I can't walk in. I know I'm the queen. What do you learn? Many of our ladies today, they don't want to look at that. They see their husband as rat. They see him as rat. They don't want to take him as king. King. He's a king. Every man is a king. Every man is made a king for the wife. Every man is made a king. God expected that that woman should respect that man just the way you would have respected the kings of the world. And Esther followed due process and said, Oh, Mordecai, let us go and pray. It's only God that can give me favor if I can break that rule. And she went down to pray. She didn't depend on her beauty. She did not depend on anything. She depended on who? On God. On God to give her the favor. But the women of these days are not touching When you now walk in, the man will say, get out of this place, please. Don't have respect. Come on, get out. Don't have respect. I'm talking with my friends who are just walking up and not chewing gun like a madman. Get out! Now you will notice that it's not your beauty. <laughs> you <need laughs> and you see the woman be angry. It's not my, it's not my husband. Why, why must I go and do something special? I have to fast and pray. Better fast and pray before you lose your throne. Fast and pray before you see your husband. <laughs> so we are talking about the counsel of God. Now, when you miss that counsel, you become foolish. Once you miss that cancel, you become foolish. So we saw how Vashti became foolish. Now look at another man who say who study now. First Samuel chapter 13, verse 5. Hallelujah. First Samuel chapter 13, verse 5. We are reading to 14. And the Philistines gathered themselves together to fight with Israel. 30,000 chariots and 6,000 horsemen. And the people as the sun, which is on the seashore, in multitude. And they came up and pitched in mishmash. Eastward from Betavin, when the men of Israel saw that they were in a stretch, for the people were distressed. 
then the people did hide themselves in the caves and in thickets and in rocks and in high places and in pits. Verse 7. And some of the Hebrews went over Jordan to the land of Gad and Gilead. As for Saul, he was yet in Gilgal, and all the people followed him, trembling. Verse 8. And he tarried seven days, according to set time that Samuel had appointed. But Samuel came not to Gilgal, and the people were scattered from him. And Saul said, Bring Tidah a burnt offering to me, and peace offering. And he offered the burnt offering that was not meant for him to offer. It was not meant for him to offer. It wasn't the instruction of God. It wasn't the counsel of God. In Israel, only the priests are permitted to offer it. Only the priests. Not even the king. It's a commandment that God has given. But because of pressure, because the man was tense, that these people might defeat us. He forgot there is a God in heaven who sees all things. No matter the pressure you are under, insist on the counsel of God. No matter what you are passing through, insist on the counsel of God. No matter what you are facing, stand on the counsel of God. It can never fail you. Look at Saul. He quickly went and took over the position of the prophet and began to offer sacrifice. He never knew there's no sacrifice you can offer as a man that God did not command that will be accepted by God. Instead of him being delivered, he'll be swallowed up. And what happened in verse 10? Verse 10. And it came to pass that as soon as he had made an end offering the burnt offering, behold, Samuel came. And Saul went out to meet him that he might salute him. And Samuel said, what hast thou done? And Saul said, Because I saw that the people were scattered from me, and that thou camest not within the days appointed, and that the Philistines gathered themselves together at Mitchmash. Therefore said I, The Philistines will come down now upon me to Gilgal, and I have not made supplication unto the Lord. Who asked you to make? Please, who asked Saul to make supplication unto the Lord? Is it his duty to make supplication on behalf of the Israelites? Who asked him? It is not the counsel of God. He's walking off the counsel of the Lord for his life. Because he felt he's a king. I have to do it. Because he's afraid of the enemies around. That's why he had to quickly devise another way of getting it done. Without seeking the face of God or waiting patiently for what God has commanded. And what did the Bible say? Therefore said I, the Philistines will come down upon me to Gilgal, and I have not made supplication unto the Lord. I forced myself therefore and offered a burnt offering. Anytime we are not doing things according to the counsel of God, is forced. We are forcing ourselves. And that force simply means self is the one doing it. It is the flesh. It is not God. You are forcing yourself to do it. You are forcing yourself to do it. Most of the things you get yourself involved in. Is he God that commanded you should do it? Did you hear him? Is there any word of God you can hold on that you can use to say, yes, it is God that commands me to do this? It is God that commands me to do it. Anytime I did not follow the counsel of God, I know failure is waiting for me at the end. 
God can only defend himself when he has given us a counsel. He will defend his counsel. I gave him the counsel and he's following it. No matter how you love anybody, don't ever cancel the person of God's counsel. No matter how you love the person, don't cancel the person of the counsel of God. Go back to heaven and talk to God. Let God speak. If he didn't speak, if you take that person that side, the person will somersault. Watch. One day you use head and start walking. May nobody trace his failure to you in the name of Jesus. I say may nobody trace his failure to you in the name of Jesus. May nobody trace his or her failure to you in the name of Jesus. A man of God I'm talking to came to my office. He's crying up to tomorrow. What is the cry? The pastor canceled him to the woman he's marrying now. Every day this man is crying. Every day he's crying. He said, I told him, I even saw the trouble. I even went back to him. He told me I should be quiet. Everything will work. That the woman will let her change. Do you know how many years now? The woman is getting more hot. She's getting more bad every day. But somebody canceled him. Did somebody understand what I'm saying? Somebody canceled him. What will God speak? Peace. God does not speak trouble. Whenever God gives counsel, what will you see there? Peace. If it is not God, get ready. Wahala go hit there. I will say in a minute. Did you understand what we are discussing? Go to 13. Verse 13. And Samuel said to Saul, Thou hast done foolishly. <laughs> what made Samuel to say you have done foolishly? He said, Thou hast not kept the commandment of the Lord thy God, which he commanded thee. Anytime we are not keeping the counsel of God, anytime you're not following what God said, God sees you as a foolish person. God sees that person as a foolish person. That's how God sees the person. This person is a foolish person. He's a fool. I told him the path to take he's doing and nothing. For example, I said, deny yourself. Take no thought about yourself. Anyone that loves father, mother, brother, sister, it's not worthy of me. It's not worthy of me. Deny yourself. Disown yourself. Forget about yourself. That is the commandment of God. If you are still holding on yourself, who are you? Foolish person. If you lie, say it's not true. It's not true. Later you go and sue God to God. Sue him to God. Because that is what he said. That is what God said. Any day I don't obey the counsel of God, I know I'm a fool. That's why I know all those pastors who are practicing homosexual, all of you are fools. Fools put together. Bunch of fools. Bunch of fools. Fools, no matter the name they call you. When you move out of the counsel of God, you practice homosexual and you still come to the church and be wedding people, man and man. You wed the two of them. You are a fool. A better fool. And you must accept it. The reason why you should accept it is for you to be saved now. Because if you don't accept it now, if you cross over to the other side, it will be hell for you. 
hell for the person. I don't know whether somebody's understanding what I'm saying. So the counsel of God with understanding is what makes you wise. Why will I not obey what God said? Are you wiser than him? Did you create yourself? If God said do it like this, why are you arguing? The psalmist was speaking. He said, hey, I have considered every of God's word to be what? To be perfect concerning anything. I have considered every of God's word to be perfect concerning everything. Whatever God says concerning anything is finished. If God says by his stripes you are healed, it is over. If God says by his stripes you are healed, it is what? It is over. Agree with him. Agree with the counsel of God. Don't fear any devil. Don't fear any man. Stamp him and see the salvation of God. Are we saying amen? Thou hast done foolishly. Thou hast not kept the commandment of the Lord thy God, which he commanded thee. For now would the Lord have established thy kingdom upon Israel forever. Now, God wanted to establish your kingdom upon Israel forever. And from that time, you started working against his counsel. Do you know many of us, at the point of God visiting us, to turn everything around, we changed. We changed. We started doing it our way. We said, God, wait. You're no more wise. We want to get it done our own way. We know more than you do. Let's be smarter than you. Let's work faster. If you finish going, you will come back. If you finish running, you will eventually do what? Return back at the same point. <laughs> you will discover you have missed it. You have missed it. I have seen people that miss it. Anywhere you don't see peace, go and check. So it has nothing to do with one sitting down for Bible study. You can sit with Bible study with your husband, yet there will be war there. Because you are not ready to obey. You are not ready to obey what you are reading out of the book of the law. All the ladies, make your husband the king. Make him the king. So that you will retain your position as the queen. If you don't make him the king, you will lose your position. I can bet you you will lose it. Listen, I will bet you you will lose it. There is something God put in men that cannot stand that nonsense. It can't stand such arrogancy. Once you start doing like vashiti, Cha-cha, cha-cha. Even smallest one like David, he will tell you, get out. Did you understand what I'm saying? So, let's take the counsel of the Lord, and that way God will bless us marvelous. Matthew 7, 24. Message Bible. These words I speak to you are not incidental additions to your life, home owner improvement to your standard of living. They are foundational words. Words to build a life on. If you work these words into your life, you are like a smart carpenter who built his house on a solid rock. On a solid rock. On a solid rock. Verse 25. Rain poured down and river flooded. A tornado hit, but nothing moved that house. It was fixed to the rock. It was fixed to the rock that is Christ. Fixed to the rock. 26. But if you just, please mark the word just. 
this month, as I was studying, God emphasized on the word just. Don't use God's word just this month. Let just go. Let just go and hear. Let just go and hear. Let just go and make note. Making note is still not equal to working it into your life. I can make notes from here to here. I will still not sit down to study the notes so that the word can get into me. I began to practice it every day. I began to practice every day. Every word of God we have been hearing, if we are putting it into practice, our life would have been so marvelous. So glorious. So glorious. He said, but if you just use my words in Bible studies and don't walk them into your life, you are like a stupid, foolish, hopeless carpenter who built his house on a sandy beach. Who built his house on a sandy beach? On a sandy beach. And what happens? When a storm rolled in and the waves came up, it collapsed like a house of cards. Verse 28. Verse 28. When Jesus concluded his address, the crowd burst into applause. They had never had teaching like this. But look at where I'm going to, to the 29. It was apparent that he was leaving everything he was saying. Quite a contrast to their religious teachers. This was the best teaching they had ever had. What made it the best teaching? He speak what he's doing. He's living what he's teaching. He's living what he's teaching. So when we come to hear God's word, what is God expecting from us to go and do? It's not to shout. I prefer to have congregation that don't shout. But congregation that goes to do. That is where the blessing lies. I prefer not a congregation that keeps shouting, hallelujah, hallelujah. After you finish jumping, the ones you heard just disappeared. Only for you to cross the gate, you start doing opposite. A congregation that will not clap for me when I'm preaching, and when they finish, they will just say, oh, we have heard, let's go and do. That is the congregation that is healthy. That is the congregation that Jesus will identify with. It is not crowd. It is those individuals that hear and they are ready to apply what they have heard. Those individuals, that congregation, they are the ones that God has reserved his blessing for. Ask me, who is the person who has obeyed the commandment of God without God blessing the person? Nobody. 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 No one. Are we saying amen? So this month, God said, don't just use his word in Bible study. At times I began to wonder, what will it profit me? You can imagine. You finish training, you run into this place. You leave your home where you have comfort, you run to this place. You move every time you run into this place. And you run to other churches. You run to many meetings. What is he profiting us? If we will not do what he's saying, is it not better we start home? It is better we start home. Because in doing is where the blessing is. Don't you want a blessing? So let us do. This month, God will give you grace to do. I say, God will give you grace to do. In the name of Jesus Christ. Look at the case of Saul again. In Samuel chapter 15, verse 1 to 24. Study Samuel 15, 1 to 24. 
in that place again, God began to give him instruction through Samuel. He said, go to the Amalekites. If you get to that place the way they treated the Israelites, it was bad. I don't like it. God said, go to the Amalekites. If you get to that place, utterly destroy them. Utterly destroy them. I don't want to see one of them leave. Both their king, their animal, everything there should die. And Saul set out with his men. All the soldiers he gathered only for them to get to the Amalekites. He saved Agag, the king. He carried Agag by the side and him and his men started gathering spoils. They gathered all these spoils and now carried back home. Both the sheep and Samuel appeared. Saul appeared and said, ah, man of God. <laughs> it was wonderful, successful. And man of God said, no, we successful. What is the bleating of those animals I'm hearing there? They say, it's not me. It is these people. They gathered it so that they will use it to offer sacrifice to your God. That's how he said it. He said to your God. So God is no more his own God. He said, what is this you've done? He said, no, it's not me. I didn't do anything. No. I didn't do anything. No. It's these people. Oh. It's these people. Oh. And Samuel still said to him, you again. You again. The commandment of God again, you trample on it. You do anything you like with it. He said, this time around, you will not escape. He said, God has found another man that he used to replace you. For you, he has rejected you. For you, he has rejected you. Because you have rejected to do what he has commanded you to do. Do you do what God asks you to do? That's the question. How many things has God commanded us to do that you are doing? That you are pursuing to do? With all your heart. I close with this. John 8 verse 29. John 8, 29, give me King James, you give me message, I use it to close. Look at Jesus' example, who enjoyed continual help from the Father. Jesus enjoyed continual help from the Father. Continual help from the Father. How did he enjoy that help? How did he enjoy it? And he that sent me is what? Is with me. The Father had not left me alone, for I do always those things that please him. What it means, I do always those things he command me to do. I do always those things he command me to do. I do always what he command me to do. The reason why he has not left me, under storm, under rain, when there is shame, no matter the situation, he's always there. If you want him to be with you when you're giving birth to children, he will be there. If you don't want him, don't obey him. Not when it's time you start gathering all the scriptures. Somebody you have not been obeying and it is time you are gathering his words. He will not listen to you. He won't listen. He won't listen. That's why at times you see, they say they pray, they pray, they pray, 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 pray. Still the person died. Because you have not been obeying all the time. Now it's time for trouble. You want to start obeying. He will not walk like that. He said, for me, I do always the things that do what? That please him. He said, the one who sent me stays with me. He doesn't abandon me. He sees how much joy I take in pleasing him. He sees how much joy. Ah, how much joy I take in pleasing him. I take delight in pleasing him, in obeying his commandment, in doing whatever he asked me to do. 
If he says stand, I am standing. If he says move, I am moving. If he says serve me, I will serve. Anything he commands me, he says lay down your life, I laid it down. It's not me. I never wanted to. I say, Father, Father, if this cup can be taken away, he said, no, my son. Lay it down, it's my desire. And I obeyed him and laid it down. I laid it down. How many of us are ready to walk that way with the Lord? If you want to enjoy a help that can never stop, if you want to enjoy any situation you found yourself, I want to say to us, there's nobody on earth who don't need help from above. Everybody, whether you are president, whether you are governor, whether you are anybody, male, female, children, old, young, any category, you need the help of God. Every generation needs the help of God. Nobody is above the help of God. Without the help of God, life can be miserable. Without the help of God, things can be very tough. Without the help of God, we might miss situations that will dissolve us. There are certain things I see here on earth I marvel. My wife was showing me a woman. Cancer of the breast. Cancer of the breast. Cancer of the breast. I look at that. I say, no, this is bad. A young woman like that. What did she do? Nothing. Did she commit any offense? No. Did she commit any crime? No. <laughs> Understand what we are doing here. It's a mystery. Understand what we are doing here. Understand what we are doing here. Are you not seeing them on the road? Before you know, somebody's tongue is growing out. Before you know, somebody's head is moving out of shape. The person did not do anything. He did not commit any crime. Don't mind anybody that tells you from the village. No. God has shown me a new mercy. Are we saying amen? God is still helping us up to tomorrow. If he ever moves out, only one small temptation, it will cripple us. You will not even remember your life again. But God, by his mercy, has kept us. God, by his good hand, God, by his help, has sustained us. And that is why we are here again to tell him, Lord, we acknowledge your help. We have come to our connect our friends to that help so that if they come, they can get us. Your help will push them away. Your help will preserve us. It will keep us in your presence forever. I will shout in amen. So we saw Jesus. He said, I do always those things that please him. I am a pleaser of the Lord. Do you please the Lord? Everything he commands you, do you do? Do you see pay your tithe? Go small and big. There's nobody who's above tithing. Everybody. Pastor is not above tithing. Everybody. Everybody. Anybody that have a work, you must be paying tithe. Anybody who makes gain must be paying tithe. Pay your tithe when you have any job doing you have to pay your tithe. Pay your offerings. He that lent to the poor is borrowing to who? To God. Anyone who is giving to the poor, you are borrowing to God. How can you borrow God? He will embarrass you. Nobody can borrow God. So what I'm doing is to follow the counsel of God. I am borrowing him. God will say, ah, I can't owe you. Harry, or you take. I can't owe you. Be taking it. Take it back. Take it back. And we are consumed by ourselves. My children, my children. You don't understand. Take the counsel of God. 
Learn to do what God asks you to do. Follow the counsel of God. Have an understanding. Obey what God asks you to do. And watch what God will do in your life. He will turn everything around. If you see where God is building, build. Build with him. Not when it's time to build. He says, no, no. Follow and build. Build for the Lord. You must do something. So that you can see God turning your captivity around. Serve God well, oh. God needs to bless every one of us. Follow the counsel of the Lord. You see his blessing. Jesus said, I do always the things that do what? That please him. Are you ready to do what please God this month? Will you do what please him alone? Listen, will you do what pleases God alone this month? And watch God sending you mighty help. You see that prayer your praise is? You receive an answer. If you do what God has been asking you to do. Can you bow down your heads and pray? Bow down your heads and talk to God and say, Lord, I receive grace. I receive grace to obey everything you have commanded. I know you are blessed by the message you just received. We encourage you to join our Open Heaven meetings, connecting to God's help every first of the month, 5 p.m. Deep experience with Jesus every Saturday, 5 p.m. And our life-transforming seminars for all in sports circle at Suze E23, C2C Plaza, Bucketty Road, Enugu, Nigeria. Visit our Facebook page, Savior of Destiny Total Sports Ministry. Instagram at Savior T Sports. Twitter at Savior Total. WhatsApp number 090-60-222-330. Email Savior of Destiny Total Sports Ministry at gmail.com. You are blessed.